Welcome to After Dark, uh, regular feed edition. My name is Trevor Strunk. I'm Hinklebunt on Twitter, and I have with me, as always on After Dark, the illustrious Olivia. Uh, hello. Welcome. You know her from at 80 Club. How are you, Liv? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's nice to talk to you again. It's oh, been it's, too long. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's, it's, it truly is a pleasure. Um, we have our, our repeating strange little buzzing sound. That's cool. Um, I'm glad he's back, too. And um, we also have a guest with us tonight, uh, Mr. Mr. Mark Normandon of... Well, Mark, why don't you tell the people how you are and what you are of? Wow, I wasn't prepped for that at all. I was going to stay silent for at least another 90 seconds. Oh, yeah, sorry. We don't... Uh, I, I like to make people uncomfortable. Uh, well, we could so. do that here. We could all be quiet for 90 seconds. You can, okay. We'll just wait on you, Mark. It's fine. Three, two, one. Hold on, what was the question I was supposed to be thinking of in those 90 <laughs> seconds? What was um, who, how are you doing and what are you from? Oh, boy. Um, Which is to say, uh, what what are you, like, what is your job these days? Oh, that's good, because I, I didn't, um, I didn't name the newsletter I'm doing yet. So when you ask, you know, what are you from? Oh. I, do, I don't have a response. Okay. Because I haven't you, named it. And I'm just you, hoping, like, no one ever notices that I haven't named it. Uh, I get the newsletter and I haven't noticed. That's great. And uh, I, it's not going to my spam. so Even better. So hey, I do a newsletter these days. Um, did you sign up on my Patreon and then I get you into the newsletter system. And it is on, uh, it's kind of baseball analysis with a leftist uh, hook to it, which has primarily been looking at labor because everything labor and baseball right now is a terrible shit show, which gives me yeah. plenty to cover. I've noticed that you've taken, like, basically all the stuff that you were doing on the SB Nation beat, where they basically asked you, like, please uh, cover this massive breaking news story. Um, we have no one else to do it. And uh, and just, like, basically uh, switched over to the, to the newsletter, which has been good because I want to know about this massive breaking news of how bad all the uh, labor is in, in baseball. Um, so it's been really good. You should definitely, everyone listening, if you like baseball, should do it. Um, are you planning on doing an Overwatch League newsletter? Because I'm pretty sure I could get Liv to sign up for that. That's true. Uh, what are the labor conditions of esports? Well, it's uh, a bunch of teenagers working all the time, so, <laughs> so it doesn't it's, seem great. So it's the same as your store. average gap. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's a grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, it's, it's very bad. Um, do you actually not know about the labor conditions in, in esports, Mark? Uh... I think I, I remember something about, uh, like, pay disparity or, um, I don't know, it's all foggy. Everything's terrible. So, Liv, you might know more about the Overwatch League than I do, but I do know that in general, in esports, um, you end up, the main thing you end up doing is, uh, <laughs> like, living in a house uh, and constantly gaming. Um, and if you ever uh, aren't gaming you uh, you get kicked off the team. So it's just like eight-hour days of playing StarCraft until your uh, limbs bleed, and then uh, and then afterwards, after you turn like 26, you're kicked out of the house and you have to find another job. Yeah, and that's 26 if your game doesn't disappear from under you, too. Like, right, Rose of the right. Storms esports just completely ended out of the blue. So it's like, if that was your game, then y sorry. You're not going to learn another one at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like you might 
be better than most people at MOBAs, but like that's not what you were playing. Like that's not what you're. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it would be the equivalent of like if if like baseball stops and you're like, well, I'm a really good athlete, but uh, uh, so I can probably play better. I I can be better at basketball than 95 percent of the country, but not better than any professional NBA player. It's the Michael Jordan approach. <laughs> First, you have to get uh, you have to get uh, banned from uh, basketball b- for uh, gambling, and then it's the Michael Jordan approach. Mm. See, I, I mean, didn't know what the deal was there. I got this storyline from Space Jam, so I <laughs> wasn't exactly sure about the details there. Space Jam omitted the best conspiracy theory about why he left the sport. Yeah, so mm. so the conspiracy theory is that um, Michael Jordan uh, was caught gambling. Um, and was told by uh, the commissioner of uh, basketball that he could uh, either, I mean, get a two-year suspension or uh, they would never say he was suspended. And instead, uh, it would just say, yeah, you know, uh, Michael has quit and retired and is going to be playing uh, baseball. And then you can come back after two years. Hmm. Interesting. I like to believe that it's true. It's a very fun story. I like that one and the... The one where Roger Clemens supposedly had retired and then showed up halfway through the season um, <laughs> as being a similar situation where they were like, oh, man, come on. We can't deal with this right now. <laughs> Except it was not gambling. It was steroids. Actually, this is a good this is a good after dark question. I don't think we've ever asked. Um, what is your favorite conspiracy? I thought you were going to say, what is your favorite steroid? <laughs> well, you, 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 if, if anyone has an answer that's not creatine or HGH, I'm, I'm willing to hear it. I don't. I don't have a favorite steroid. That's a weird thing. Hmm. Mostly because I'm not a juicer or pro wrestler. Do you have a favorite steroid, Liv? Um, I don't know. Like, sometimes whenever you get sick, you just have a little science infection. Go and get a steroid shot. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I had I had some steroid that I was like developing asthma or had like mild asthma when I was twelve or something, and I took that for a while, and it's gone and it left. So that that steroid must be my favorite steroid because seems like a good one. A yeah. Solid steroid. Yeah. Plus, I got you know ripped. <laughs> <laughs> got super strong too. That's when that's when you were getting scouted by the athletics. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, so what's what's everyone's favorite conspiracy theory? I can I can start if if need be, but I uh, I I would love to hear everyone's favorite conspiracy theory. I think this is something that we've never covered on the show, and no. it is very on brand. Yeah, I definitely have to think about it. Um, can I? I I don't know if I have a favorite conspiracy theory. Um, I, I just like the I, I like like the ideas of conspiracy theories. They very much interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like listening to people really like dig in and explain the theory so you know there's all the things about the athletes with like the flat earth and everything oh yeah Um, right my favorite one is uh aj styles who's a wwe wrestler who seemed like he was a flat earther and so people asked him like on a podcast you know it's like okay so why are you a flat earther conspiracy theorist and he he said he wasn't and he, he realized the only reason he realized that earth was round is because of the way uh snipers have to adjust (laughs) their shot their aim for the curvature of the earth which is the most aj styles answer possible that is such a weird like 
I love the movie uh, American Sniper answer I've ever heard. That rocks. <laughs> Think of all the other evidence that's available. But, like, it didn't get through to this guy until, like, well, I was thinking about snipers. <laughs> that rocks. I like that a lot. Um, I will say mine Mine is that um, my, my favorite conspiracy is that uh, we have things like Wi-Fi and, uh, and like, basically all of, like, the, the important technology that we have today because um, uh, aliens gave it to us by way of a treaty of uh, Dwight Eisenhower signing it and saying, you can abduct a certain amount of humans every year, uh, but we want all your special technology. Hmm. I love that idea. So that's when you endorse. That's what you're saying. Yes, I, I believe that happened. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm fine with that. I mean, pr- not prove, worrying at all to me. Prove me wrong. It's, <laughs> it's not worrying that your friend is, is convinced that aliens have created Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, and abduct people every year. I mean, a certain amount of people. Yeah, and you're not emotional about it, which I think is the important thing. You're just like, this is a fact of our society now, and I don't know. I mean, seems look, to be working out pretty well. I what, like Wi-Fi. Yeah, what are you gonna? Are you, if you got abducted and they said, "Well, this is the cost of doing business for having the internet," I mean, would you really say, "I wish, I wish they didn't, I wish I didn't have the internet. This is not worth it." Yeah, and it's like we don't know what happens when they're abducted. Their lives could be better. So could be, probably not. But I mean, maybe. Maybe I don't maybe. know. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it for sure. I think like an important thing pets. too. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think an important thing, too, is that this is way less racist than the other alien technology conspiracy things that are out there, like with the pyramids. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that no one could have possibly made the pyramids. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I actually don't like the pyramid stuff because it, it just it seems like it's so it's so like unnecessary in my mind. Um, it's like to, to break down like, oh, well, no one could have ever made the pyramids. It's too it's too impossible to make the pyramids. And it just feels like, ugh. You know, why are we bothering with this when we could talk about how Wi-Fi came about? <laughs> well, it's fun, too, because they're like, we can't figure out, you know, how what the engineering technology was. And it's like, y'all don't even have the technology right now to get people back to the moon. And that was <laughs> less than 100 years ago that that happened. If right. it happened. <gasps> Ooh, another wow. conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's too cliche, though. My uh, my my story about the moon landing conspiracy theory is my my stepbrother when I was uh when I was like I don't know fourteen or something he was living with us and he uh he came like he, he was sort of he was it was a little weird like he was a little standoffish um and it it was kind of a strange relationship between all of us but it worked out eventually at this point it was a little strained um, we we see him all the time his kids are are lovely and my daughter likes him a lot um, but uh but like the um, sh- shouts to Jed if he's listening to the podcast. Uh, but he came downstairs in like this massive excitement and just like yelled. He was like, I just found out the craziest thing in the world. The moon landing was faked. And like, he really wanted us to know that this was what had happened. And, you know, like everything we knew was a lie. It was, uh, it was really exciting for him. And I think he probably still thinks that. Hmm. Liv, I've given you a lot of time to think about it. What's yours? (laughs) Um... Hmm. I don't know that I read a lot of conspiracy theories. Whenever I was like in middle school, I was really into like Disney World as a kid. Like, because mm-hmm. I never went. My family went before I was born. And I just always thought that it sounded like the coolest place. And I knew I was never going to get to go. So I just like read about it all the time. 
Um, so I read like a ton of like conspiracy theories about Disney World, which I believe are all true. It seems like a truly sinister place. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, but maybe like these aren't even really conspiracy theories, but I loved like reading stuff in WoW, um, WoW forums like about NPCs that didn't have a purpose. Like people had all these like conspiracy theories, not conspiracy theories, but just like theories about them, um, about like different ways they could interact with them, do different emotes at them for so many hours before traveling to a different location. And it, you know, indicated this thing, but like none of it, it was just like, no, it's just that era of gaming where you could forget to add a purpose for an NPC and leave it in the game. Yeah, I was playing Bloodborne the other night, and um, I forget who it was. It might have been it might have been Robber or someone else, but they they told me to look up in the corner of the screen, and uh, there was just a statue hanging in the air, and they were like, "Yeah, that that ended up that was in the last patch. They added that statue. No one knows why." <laughs> I was like, "That's cool. I like. That. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. That's a that's a really good one." Um, Okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone has a favorite conspiracy theory um, of sorts. <laughs> do you? Oh, oh, I know. I have a good one, Liv. Do you believe that uh, that they froze Disney's brain? Yeah, that's okay, what I'm saying. Cool. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that I believe. Was, yeah. Right. Literally any of them. Sure. Yeah. Do you there's believe that there's like a weirdness there? Is there? Do either of you believe there's like Illuminati stuff under the uh, the Denver airport? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That airport Wait, is that's... bizarre. Do you I don't know, know that this one? No. Oh no, you should. Um, we should put the. Uh, we should do like for the for the picture for this episode. I hope Julian reminds me. Um, Julian. That weird horse statue. Yes, the Lucifer. I think it's called. I think that's a fan name. Well, okay. <laughs> well, either way, uh, it's extremely messed up. It's just this blue like horse of the apocalypse statue, and the Denver airport has like some explanations as to why it's there. Um, none of them are particularly. <laughs> Uh, believable <laughs> they're just like you know we loved the art um which doesn't scan to me but maybe um and also it's just like this massive place and the idea is that there's a big government uh underground area yeah the statue is really bizarre like it looks bizarre it, like has red eyes that glow at night and the sculptor died making it like a piece fell on him and he died yeah it killed him I think that the airport is like shaped like a swastika and like there's weird like Freemason stuff everywhere inside and like murals of dudes in gas masks. It's just like it's not yeah. a pleasant it's not a happy place. place. To be. <laughs> Don't go to the Denver airport is what we're saying. That is a Wolfenstein level. That is not an airport. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, um, <laughs> but I have to tell you it's both. Um <laughs> So, I actually am curious, and this is this is kind of fun that we haven't done a no. Car- but there's only one fun thing I will say about not having done an After Dark in a while, and it's this: I can ask you, Liv, what games have you been playing recently, and I can ask you the same, Mark. Oh, I've um, this week I've been playing Overwatch again since the new event is out. How is how is the new event? Um, it's not great. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's basically like. There's a new map, and the new map is cool, but it's like the... Did you play the anniversary event last year? I did. Yeah, it's like there's no new enemy types from last year. Um, mm. And it's... Yeah, it's not interesting. It's just like Omnix? Yeah, it's just like, Omnix. Yeah. It's like the same uh, special enemies, like the big heavy dude, 
the assassin and the sniper and otherwise there's like no special enemies or anything to really make it that interesting that's a drag yeah but um got a couple new skins i don't know i was kind of i'd go through phases with overwatch like i think i'll always return to it i'll it's a game that i know well and it's easy to like play a couple games and then log off yeah for sure um yeah, I always I, I I find myself coming back to Overwatch and thinking like, why am I not playing this game every single day? And then I'll not play it for a while. I'll be like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about Overwatch again. It's yeah. a weird. It's a weird thing for me. I feel like since the last time we talked, I also finished Bayonetta one and Bayonetta two. You got really into <laughs> Mark. Have you ever played Bayonetta? Bayonetta seems like a game that you'd like. Have I played Bayonetta? <laughs> it's a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I played it back when. Um... When the first one came out, and then I got it again when it re-released uh, on the Wii U, and then I got it a third time when it came out on <laughs> Twitch. That's the kind of passion I like to hear from Bayonetta. <laughs> it's do, so great. Do you do you do you find her like foxy as well? Are you like are you into Bayonetta, or is it more about are you do you find are you a fan of the game in the way that it is like a parody of that kind of stuff? How do you experience Bayonetta? I mean, it's kind of both. Um, mm. I think Mandy Myers wrote a thing about this years ago when Bayonetta 2 first came out, um, explaining that, like, Bayonetta doesn't care about the male gaze, but is also, like, doing <laughs> doing plenty for any males that are gazing. Mm. Um, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, Foxy also would not be a word I would describe to describe anyone <laughs> with in 2019. Really? You wouldn't use Foxy? I think I Foxy is a nice thing to say about someone. It seems nice. It's <laughs> kind of Hendrixy. But <laughs> he wrote the song. I mean, it's not my fault. <laughs> um, yeah, I love those games though. Um, I, I, I'm I'm picky about that style of game too. Mm-hmm. Um, are you always... like not a not a fan of game? Like so, like do you like the Devil May Cry series? Are do you like other hero uh, action games or just like just Bayonetta? <sighs> yeah, see, Devil May Cry was like it was fine. I never really got super into it though. Mm. Uh, but something about Bayonetta clicked for me. I don't know if the the story's more enjoyable. I think. I mean, it's batshit, just like the Devil May Cry games are. But I think I I, I like the character Bayonetta much more too, mm-hmm. which helps. Um, and it feels like they really kind of wanted to like push the boundaries uh, beyond what Devil May Cry did too in terms of uh, combat and how it worked. That's Plus, fair. I love I love the angels and demons kind of stuff. Not the not the book, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're we're a Da Vinci Code podcast here, so I, I, don't, I don't appreciate bringing up the the other book. We only refer to it as the other book. It's like when people it's like when actors talk about Macbeth, we call it the Scottish play, <laughs> the symbologist book. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't like to talk about the symbologist book. <laughs> I think I made fun of Dan Brown last time I was on your podcast, it's too, so... <laughs> it's, it's a deep well. I'm glad you're going back to it, honestly. <laughs> Didn't mean to, but here I am. Um, so, that's good. I mean, that's that's a that's a hefty group of, of games that you've played there, Liv. Um, oh, yeah. I think I, it's we, my favorite game, I think. I really loved it. It's really good. I realized that I never finished it, and I think it's because, like... And I need to, um, but I think I I was so satisfied with the uh, highway level 
because I had I had like a, a growing experience with it where I hated it starting out and then it finished so strongly that I was like, this might be the best action level I've ever played that I just kind of forgot to finish the rest of the game. <laughs> and that's just Bayonetta 1. You haven't even played Bayonetta 2. I know. Yeah, I haven't. This is this is similar to... Uh, now you understand the, the frustration of everyone who uh, had to watch me play Nier Automata, where I was really satisfied with the game and never beat the final ending because I felt like um, it was too sad to end. Um, and everyone's <laughs> just like, Trevor, beat the game. <laughs> I was like, no, it's, it's too sad to not have Nier Automata in my life anymore. I know. It was so, like, enjoyable playing Bayonetta 1 and like knowing I was playing my favorite game currently and then like I still had a whole nother game ahead of me and now I'm just really sad oh I need Bayonetta 3 now is it coming out uh I hope so yeah Nintendo's Nintendo's publishing it yeah it was uh shell not shelved I think it I don't know the current status, I think, is unknown. I think uh. there was uh, changes in who was leading it and that kind of stuff. It's uh, who, Who's the main guy leading it? He's the really sassy guy on Twitter. Uh, Kamiya? Yeah, is, Kamiya. He didn't direct number two, though. But hopefully okay. he'll come back for three. He was not who was going to lead three, but maybe with change-ups he will. It's weird that they were going to have Michael Bay do three. <laughs> It's just a little strange. It was an odd choice. I'm kind of like, I was looking forward to seeing how it played out, but um, it's probably good that it went a different way. Yeah, I can't wait to see Bayonetta just like in short shorts leaning over her car. <laughs> that was 15 the, hours of gameplay. That was the prevailing image of Transformers, wasn't it? It's the main thing I remember about That's it. That's the only thing I remember from it. <laughs> I also saw it when I was like 14, so. Was the... Yeah, I mean that was that was a really like important image for, uh, well, I guess for I was bisexuals a little older, but... everywhere. <laughs> yeah, gonna... it does. It does have good. It does have good bisexual energy. I will say that. Um, yeah, I um, oh man, I'm trying to think about when I saw Transformers. I think I was in college. Um, I don't think I really cared for it that much. Um, although I also think I really enjoyed the spectacle, and I do not think I ever went back to the other Transformers as a result. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. You're jealous of what? Not I had to go- see the second one. You so had to see the second one? I was yes. It's a whole thing. We don't have a podcast. We don't have enough time on a podcast to explain it. But w- were you were you drafted? Was this were like you under a, duress? I was definitely under duress. <laughs> was this something Kate did to you? Did you? No, this was before Kate. Oh wow! Some 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 pre wife did this to you? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. Don't move out to a place where you have no friends and aren't making any money and can't make any decisions. That's my advice to you. Yeah. Because then you, have to, then you have to see Transformers too. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice in the matter. It's like some, some men pick you up in an unmarked van. I'm like, all right, you're coming with us. We're seeing Transformers too. <laughs> don't pretend like you have any friends that you can call. You don't. <laughs> uh, it was a terrible movie. It was really, really bad. I kind of want to see Last Night. The, the Transformers movie about, like, medieval uh, Transformers, because it seems what? so bad. Is it like a real or? one? Yeah. Um, Transformers Last Night. I think Anthony Hopkins is in it. <laughs> Sir you Anthony are Hopkins? making this movie up. I am not. Hold on. <laughs> my my <laughs> favorite conspiracy theory is Last Night, the Transformers movie that takes place. <laughs> Hold on. Starring last... Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Transformers, The Last Night. It was a 2017 movie. 
It, uh, it Wait, is, it's already out? Yes. A deadly, threat, <laughs> a deadly threat from Earth's history reappears, and a hunt for a lost artifact takes place between Autobots and Decepticons while Optimus Prime encounters his creator in space. And uh, it stars Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Josh <laughs> Duhamel, um, and a, a bunch of people. Like, oh, Stanley Tucci's in it, <laughs> surprisingly enough. Okay, um, I never want to see this movie, but I'm going to assume that Anthony Hopkins plays himself and that he created Optimus Prime. He plays uh, Sir Edmund Burton. Of course that sounds he does. like someone. Yeah, that sounds like someone who would create Optimus Prime. Hold on, <laughs> let's let's see what the let's see what the plot is. I will look it up on Wikipedia, and you guys can tell me if you find it uh, compelling. This is our next no cartridge uh, I mean, movie I, commentary. <laughs> I feel like we need to watch it. It's a sequel to Age of Extinction. What's that? Uh, the movie that came before it in Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> um, How oh, many was, are there? Uh, like seven? I think Six. there are like seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, Too many. so here's, the, here's where it starts. So this is exciting. In 484 AD, King Arthur and his knights fight a losing battle against the Saxons. Elsewhere, Merlin approaches the Knights of Yakon, a group of Transformers hiding on Earth, to help win the war. Very good. It's extremely good. I wish you weren't making this movie sound interesting. Um, they hand him an alien staff before transforming together into Dragonstorm and turn the tide of battle, but warn Merlin that a great evil will come for the staff. Um, and so, oh wow! So, have you ever seen the? Um, have you ever seen the the cartoon movie with Unicron? Has it, have either of you seen that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. No. Okay, it's a classic, and we'll have to watch that, too. That's a fun movie. It's very dumb. It's Orson <laughs> Welles' last acting role. Oh, God. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. I <laughs> think Stan- I... The Stanley Tucci of his time. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, three years after the Hong Kong uprising, I don't know what that means, Optimus Prime cr- crash lands <laughs> on Cybertron and meets his alleged creator, Quintessa, uh, she blames Optimus for Cybertron's destruction, brainwashes him into helping her gain Merlin's staff, which can absorb Earth's energy to resource Cybertron. Optimus is renamed Nemesis Prime. Earth is revealed to be Unicron, the ancient enemy of Cybertron, and whose horns are emerging across the planet. Wait, what? Yeah. And uh, Transformers are now unwelcome among humanity except in Cuba and are hunted by the Transformers <laughs> Reaction Force. I can't tell if you're making that last part up. A pallet, a paramilitary force manufactured from the fallen Cemetery Wind. Um, th- this goes on for like 10 more paragraphs. <laughs> what in the world? It rocks, and it is sounds like an excellent film. Yeah, you're making this movie sound way too appealing. I would watch this. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, apparently... Um, I'm, I'm scanning through. Apparently, uh, um, Anthony Hopkins' character has connections to the Transformers and is said to have an associate named Hot Rod. Um, so he's friends with Transformers, not just mm. not just in the movie. <laughs> well, they are real. Uh, do yeah. The, do the movies ever become like self-aware and have fun with it, or do I think, they stay serious? I think Michael Bay movies are always a little self-aware in that, like he kind of tries to top himself in terms of like the explosions he uses. But I think it's one of those, like it's one of, I was talking about this on, on like this week's patch notes where uh, John, John was talking to me about um, uh, Mortal Kombat and I was just completely baffled by Mortal Kombat. And I was like, is it serious or is it campy? Like what's the deal with Mortal Kombat now? And he was like, it's both at the same time. Um, 
which I'm still not satisfied by, but I think makes sense in terms of Michael Bay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Transformers last night is real, and now we all have to watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Excellent. <laughs> I it sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, put me on the guest list. Put add a a plus one for me too. <laughs> a plus one. The plus one is is for is for Av and only Av. Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't put your name on it. But if anyone else tries to be my plus one, I will. Uh, I will ban them from being my plus one. <laughs> um, so I um, Mark, you're the only one who hasn't answered. What what games have you been playing recently? Well, nobody asked me. I so. I did ask you. <laughs> um, I've been playing nothing that's new, just re-releases. Um, I started playing the Resident Evil Two uh, remake that's out on uh, PlayStation Four. Because the last time I played it was on Nintendo 64. Classic. So it's kind of funny, you know, you, you open it up and you can see people's faces and what they look like. So that was a new experience for me <laughs> in terms of Resident Evil 2. Um, it's, Any good? You enjoying it? Yeah, it's it's real weird to like... So, you know, I've, pl- I've played this game before and I start walking around certain hallways and even though it's like in HD and it's, uh, you know, 20 years later, I'm like, is this the hallway with the liquor? <laughs> like I can just feel it like yeah. kind of as I'm tensing up and my wife is like are you okay and I'm like something bad is going to happen I won't be okay <laughs> and like, yeah if I walk down this hallway it's going to be terrible um, <laughs> it's like, it's not... <laughs> Kate and Maddie are just hanging out and you're like I can't dad has a dark secret <laughs> <laughs> well it's not like Resident Evil 5 where you know you're 20 minutes into the game and you are armed to the teeth and you don't really have to worry about ammunition. This is like, there are six bullets in the police station. And if you miss once, you will not be able to f- defeat the final boss. Right, right. Uh, so then I'm like, oh, shit, the liquor's here. And what do I do? What do I do with that? Um, so I, ha- I didn't get that far because then a different retro Capcom, Capcom game is out. Uh, the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy released on Switch. Very cool. Uh, so I played through the first one of those. Um you know, to go back, speaking of games I have bought on multiple consoles, because I had it on the DS, and then I had it on the Wii, and now I have it on the on the Switch. And uh, that's one of my, that is one of my favorite game franchise, franchises ever. As I record this podcast, uh, sitting on the couch next to me is one of my cats, who I have had since uh, college, and his name is Miles Hedgeworth. Oh, so Aww. there you go. All right, ah, What a cutie. <laughs> um, uh, very, li- I was, oh, oh, sorry. No, no, please. I was very excited to dive back into that, even if it interrupted uh, uh, the terrified feeling I had in my gut, th- just thinking about the the liquor popping through a window or the ceiling. Well, the, the idea of uh, prosecutorial mis- uh, misconduct and the uh, and the uh, miscarriage of justice is also terrifying, Mark. Well, I mean, I know that my client is innocent, so in the end, the truth will come out and I will prevail. I suppose that's true. So I've got that going for me. Liv, I've never asked. Do you like the Phoenix Wright series? Have you ever played it? Never played it. Oh, really? No. Maybe we should stream it together. It is amazing. Maybe so. Let's just add that to the list. After we finish <laughs> playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> what happened finished. to that? <laughs> I think we both got tired of playing World of Warcraft. I Yeah, I know. You I, especially got tired of playing World of Warcraft, I believe. Well, yeah, that's because I was actually playing World of Warcraft too, while I was also playing with you. 
Mm. I was doing content. You were playing, oh, oh, World of Warcraft as well. I thought you were saying you we were playing World of Warcraft 2, as in, like, the the sequel to World of Warcraft. Like, that's impressive um, yeah. that you were able to do that. Can't talk about that right now. I don't want to break NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, cool. I played, uh, I played Sekiro, um, and I and beat Sekiro, which was a neat experience because it's the first time in a long time that I have not, uh, that I beat a game, like, before it was very old. Um, mm. like, I don't know the last time I did that, and it was really cool to beat it within, like, the first two weeks and, you know, be able to be surprised by stuff and, you know, have people be like, oh, wow, like, I haven't seen this boss yet and stuff like that. That was, that was cool. Man, I miss that, yeah. I, it's been so long since... I did that. It's probably like wow content progression. That's the last time I was ahead of people <laughs> on anything. Yeah, no, it's 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 not an easy thing to do now, right? Like it's it's hard to find the time to like cuz like I was able to do it because I was like, well, I have to beat this game. I'm going to want to talk about it in a number of venues, so I have to beat it. And so I just set aside time every night to play it, and it was like, oh yeah, this I haven't done this in a really long time. <laughs> like this this whole thing where I'm like I have to play a video game. Um, is uh, is something that has long been out of my uh, set of plans. Yeah, and the hype for that was so so real too. I thought about picking it up, and I had to constantly remind myself that I hate that type of game. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> I say would... you don't you don't like Souls games. <laughs> don't like it, but everyone else was playing it, and I'm better than other people at video games, and I wanted to beat them. I thought you were gonna say to say you're better than other people, and I was gonna say absolutely correct. Well. I'm not going to assert that. Will you let me assert it? Mm. Not sure. I think you just did. Yeah. Already, so. It's yeah, true. You're giving asserted. me much choice here. Hard, hard to stop me from doing something I've already done. <laughs> <laughs> um. You're making me realize, uh, Trev, that I think the last new game I played was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And you you really played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I know that you were you were skeptical as to whether or not you would you would enjoy it. Yeah, I almost didn't get it because I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing in Greece? Where's the hidden blade? This is an Assassin's Creed. And then I played it and was like, well, I don't care. It's still great. <laughs> um, Mark is like a huge Assassin's Creed guy. I don't know if true. you knew this. I did not know that. I know nothing about Assassin's Creed. Oh wow, I know too much about Assassin's Creed. I own uh, the one where he's in Florence, um, but that I've never played that's it. That's two? That's two, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. That's kind of where I'm at with Assassin's Creed. Mark really is is quite good at it. Yeah, uh, we talked those... about it for like an hour yeah. on <laughs> we, Mushroom, so. We sure did. <laughs> it's one of those games that I'm sure that I would like if I played it, but just seems like at this point the series is so long and the games aren't really short games that, I don't know, it kind of overwhelms me the idea of getting into a series that big. That's fair. It's a huge series. The early it, ones aren't super long. Um, they're like 20, 25 hours and like up to 30 hours, which I guess is long. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but like... You start. That you sounds about, long, Mark. What do you talk about now? Odyssey was like a hundred hours I put into it. So yeah, that's like saying like the. It's like going ahead and saying like, oh yeah, um, the uh, people talk a lot about the Elder Scrolls games, but they aren't as long as you think they are. Um, they are. They're pretty long. <laughs> yeah, 
But it's like the difference between, you know, like, oh, Final Fantasy VI is 25 hours long. And, you know, new RPGs are 100 hours. Mm, that's fair. So there's a difference in, you know, length where, yeah, I know you can beat Super Mario World in like an afternoon, but comparatively speaking. Um, yeah, that was the last new game I played, though. Because um, then I lost my job and played various Fallouts for about 500 hours and didn't sleep much. Cool. Um, yeah, all the media I consumed was, like, post-apocalyptic. and um, You didn't tell me about this way of coping with your job loss. That's uh, yeah. it's really troubling. I kind of, yeah, I feel like I didn't realize I was doing it until I was already, like, well into it. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's scary, but, yeah, but was, cool, cool that you made it through. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the it was the moment where I finished Fallout Four and then started a new game of Fallout Four after the credits rolled. It was like you just play that for 160 hours. You're gonna do it again? It's like yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? It's like what else am I gonna do? I already paid for the game and I don't have a job. So Mark was laid off by uh, by a, uh, a sports blog website that uh, shouldn't have laid him off, um, and that is part of the reason he had he now has this great new job. Um, so you know, what was that you always say, live to me all the time? Uh, you always tell me when God closes a window, he opens the door. <laughs> the famous thing I always say. <laughs> You're always telling me that. I keep saying I I think there's no doors open, and you say, well, that's because God closed them all, but a window also opened. <laughs> I'm always telling you, let go and let God. <laughs> You're always telling me uh, when there were no when there were no footprints in the sand. That's when I was uh, carrying you. And in this case, it's not me, Olivia. It's God. <laughs> it's God's gamer girl feed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent today. Um, I feel like is it okay that I'm kind of emceeing this episode? I feel I feel comfortable doing that, but I, I don't know if that's annoying. I don't know what that means, but I'm not uncomfortable with anything you're doing. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just asking questions and like opening up topics, kind of like Conan O'Brien-ing it. Um, sure. It's a <laughs> little dance. We can't see it. You, you can't see it, but it's very cute. Um, so uh, I spent this evening, um, uh, I put I put Oscar to bed and then... Um, we spent. I spent the evening. Kristen spent the evening putting uh, Tilly to bed, and I spent the evening. Uh, we got a. Um, we got a, a set of. Um, uh, not a set of. Excuse me. We got a, a playground set. So like we got like a you know like one of those things that you can set up in the backyard with a slide uh, a slide and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun when we actually set it up. But uh, the. Delivery guy uh, talked to me a little bit, and he was like, "Oh yeah, what you want to do is uh, polyurethane this so that you uh, so that it handles better in the in the the rain." I thought, "Well, that's a good idea." Um, so I I spent tonight putting polyurethane on wood and like in my garage, um, and then I I sprayed weed uh, weed killer out, and I was thinking like, this is like uh, this is the most. Uh, kind of like normie evening I've had in a really long time um, doing like manual labor around the house. So I wanted to ask, um, what what household activities have you guys done recently that you feel are very normie? <laughs> As opposed to the edgy household chores. Well, I don't want to hear, yeah, I don't want to hear about you cleaning like the dungeon. That's okay. It's cool that you have that, but that's not for this, that's not for this question and answer. 
Oh, God. Do you want to answer your normie household chores question first, Mark? Sure. I've got... I've been doing... You asked this at either the right time or the wrong time, because I've been doing so much. Um, Mark lives in Maine, so... The, I do. The world conspires to ruin your home and uh, life in Maine most of the time. Even though it's a lovely place, it's... it's uh, uh, the you know when when God closes a door up there, He opens a window and it <laughs> and like it's just frigid air and snow come in. I um I've been doing yard work almost nonstop. Um, I built some plant beds, some raised plant beds. Uh, yesterday nice. and uh, no, two days ago. And um, today I built a compost bin out of bricks. Wow! Grow. Um, yeah, we this just had amazing. a bunch of we just had a bunch of bricks laying around the yard from the previous owners. They had like all these plant beds that weren't raised; they were just like lined with bricks, <laughs> and I hated them. So I pulled up all the bricks uh, last week, and I uh, was like, "Oh, I have a ton of bricks. What am I going to do with these?" And then, you know, looked up to see if you could build a compost bin out of bricks, and you can. Hmm. So I did. So it's like a four by four thing that's like three feet tall, and I just had to. Put some plywood on the top of it and make a little make a little door. Keep uh keep critters out and keep some of the heat in. Nice. And 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 I'm I also want to know what Live asked. What are you growing? Oh, um, lots of stuff. Uh, I have squash and different hot peppers, Ooh. and uh, spinach. And I planted potatoes outside recently. I have garlic and onions. And sunflowers, like you, beans and peas and different herbs. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. Um, we'll see. I haven't planted anything uh, at this place before, so I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. Like if I plant it outside and everything is rejected by the soil, or squirrels eat everything. Um, I know I have a blueberry bush out back that I started cutting back and. I have to put a net over it um, because the birds are going to eat everything that's on it if I don't. Let the birds eat it, Mark. No. I want those blueberries. I want to combine those blueberries with some habaneros that I'm growing and make a hot sauce from stuff that I grew in my backyard. That's lovely. Yeah, that but is if, a lovely idea. But if the birds eat it, I can't do it. That's, well, the birds need it. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've got like four bird feeders out there. It's just easy access. It's all there. Just eat from those guys. Come on. Well, Liv, I'll give you this out. Do you do you do uh, do you do any uh, gardening at, at, in at home? I almost said where you live on, on the podcast, which seems rude. Uh, you're asking me, correct? I, I am I asking you. Gardening? You, okay. Yes. I, I wasn't sure where that question started. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I must be doing a really bad job today. I should not have been emceeing. This is, this is a mistake. Uh, I'm not great at gardening. I like having succulents and cacti, but the only stuff that I really keep alive are herbs. Uh, mm. I, yeah, I would like to be able to garden more. My deal is like my back patio um is questionable sunlight and there's no water hose back there so it's oh, like i have to bring a, a watering can out to my patio if i want to keep stuff out there and uh that just doesn't happen so i just uh and this is probably one of my bigger deals with watering problems is that 
there will be times in Louisiana where it will rain every day for weeks. And so then I'll get in the habit of not watering. And then I don't realize when it stopped raining every day. And then my plants die. Man, that's hard. This you both live in you both live in climes problem. that are very, very... It is a normie problem. That's See, you had one. <laughs> Have you been have you been trying to plant stuff this this season or or are you are you up to other other tasks? Uh I just have some herbs. I have a, a Thai basil, a mint, uh rosemary, and I got a lavender plant. Ooh. Uh, that's that's the newest addition to my family. Very nice. Sounds lovely. Thank you. Well, that uh, well. So the reason I asked that question, I did have a reason for it, but I'm glad I asked because I like the answers a lot. Um, the reason I asked the question is I was thinking about um, I was thinking about simulation games while I was while I was uh, painting the polyurethane on these boards because um, it wasn't fun to do. Like it wasn't a, like a, an exciting time to paint all all these boards with polyurethane, and like way more came with it than I thought would, and it was just like okay, this is gonna take me a really long time. Um, but I thought about simulation games like House Flipper or like uh, even even something like Euro Truck or, or whatever. Um, and this is not like a, an, an original thought by me, but it's something that I think about a lot. Those games are fun to me, um, and they're fun while I'm doing things that I normally would not want to do. Um, so, like, I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts about why it's, say fun to like and actively fun not just like okay this is hard work but in the end i will be satisfied by it like it's actively fun to uh grow crops for instance or rebuild your house or whatever in uh, stardew valley but it's not very fun to do that in real life um why is that trev i think growing stuff is fun yeah, we just talked about how we like growing stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I just really, said like there's like really bringing it down. There's a difference in fun, you know that. Like it's not it's not a matter of like it not being good or fun like eventually. But what do, I mean when you were building those beds, Mark, did you think like this is as fun as any like leisure activity I would do? Trev, I was focused on the project <laughs> that I was working on. Ugh. I wasn't concerned about whether it was fun or not. You weren't? No, oh, I I'm, just wanted to finish. I'm always thinking about if what I'm doing is fun. It's all I think about. I'm grumpy all the time. This is <laughs> not fun. I'm extremely grumpy. You know that. <laughs> I don't have a job right now, so I don't really have to worry about whether I'm wasting time. Because <laughs> I have time to do things like build those plant beds and grow all this stuff in the house and uh, build the compost bin and then also read... 200 pages of a book yesterday um play video games see my family okay so you're just you're just like uh yeah like you're mr time over here so it, it kind of in that sense leisure time doesn't mean anything to you not anymore again the all that fallout i played is really, it's really brutal okay all right um Liv, do you feel the same way about your leisure time? Am I just... <laughs> Absolutely not. I, okay, good. <laughs> I feel like my leisure time is absent. But, it, and like, do you ever feel like you are, when you when you are doing something, do you find like you're wishing you could be enjoying leisure time instead? Mm, yes. When I'm working out, I'm like, this is a massive amount of time in my day that I'm doing, and it's 
uh, I guess sometimes I enjoy working out, but a lot of times I am thinking about how much time it is. And it's not like I hate working out. Like, I'm never like, oh, I wish I wasn't working out right now. But I am thinking I wish I had also another hour in my day to do other things. Okay. So, like, I don't think I, – I don't feel that way when I play video games. Like, like I'm, I'm thinking Stardew specifically, but you could think of a lot of games. Like, they, they involve things like – I don't know. Um, they involve things like repetitive tasks or uh, – you know, grinding is is this way too. Like just being able to finish a a video game or like get better at a video game or whatever. I don't think of those as onerous tasks. Like when I do them, there's sort of a flow state element. It's fun or like I I'm I'm enjoying it as I am enjoying le- leisure time. What is like? Why is it different? Like it doesn't seem like there's effectively a uh, a difference there. I think it's because it, of the speed. Like it simulates being able to complete tasks in your leisure time, which uh, you do not have enough leisure time to do. Like, so I'm mm. not going to finish um, maybe a book every night or even every week. I mean, unless um, you're Mark, then you th- Mark. then you just read 800 pages a day and then uh, get get some Fallout in. Trevor, just... I told you at time I finished my 34th 34th book of the year yesterday uh, this morning. <laughs> Did you tell me that? I don't think you told me that. I think you told no, someone else I, that. No, I didn't tell anyone. I'm saying I had time. Oh, okay. Mm, and, yeah. I'm very jealous. That sounds well, excellent. Remember, I don't have a job. <laughs> so there's a trade-off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy my job at this time. <laughs> at, at this my moment. employer is listening. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I enjoy having a job. Can you imagine if your employer listened to the show? <laughs> that, would, that would be uh, cool. be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be great for me. I would I would be thrilled to hear them. Uh, hear their thoughts on it. Hear them. Because <laughs> people talk back to me when I when I podcast. Um Yeah, I uh I think you're right. I think it's and, and for me also it's it's this idea that you can actually finish a thing, like you can actually um completed in any real way like I I don't feel like in my life I have things that are that are um how to say this like I don't feel like I have things that become completed right yeah that have like a firm beginning and end point that's what I was trying to say sorry if they did not no no I mean I I thought I thought you said like the, the idea of completing these tasks in your leisure time and like I thought the the emphasis on speed there was also really good like it's not you're not spending uh well, so for instance, like building building something, right? Like I'm terrible at building things. And one of the reasons I'm terrible at building things is because I can't I can't figure out how long it should take or what I should do. And so it always spirals out of control, and that's when it becomes very unenjoyable. Um, in a video game, that doesn't really happen. Like if it does that, you start another game. Um, but it's also there. There's like actual end end game goals where it's like, oh, I finished this thing or I accomplished this. And life doesn't really seem to have those things. Um, Again, Mark, do you feel like you actually like have accomplishment in your day to day life? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for asking me if my life has meaning now that I'm unemployed. Well, um, no. I mean, I just I just admitted <laughs> mine doesn't, and I have employment ostensibly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think so. Um, but I I think I've also because I have this time, I keep finding ways to fill it. Because I think I fear 
like despite all the reading and like video game playing I've been doing, I, I fear having too much time and not doing something with it. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of keep setting up like, so I have like short term goals, like learning, learning different things that I want to like cook. So like, Hey, like I've checked this box off. I have done something new. I've tried something different. Um, but then there's a the longer term stuff like trying to grow all these plants and like seeing how that goes. Um, so there's still like many accomplishments within that of like, Oh cool. I didn't kill them while I'm like starting them indoors. And like I transferred them and they didn't die. And I built these plant beds. What a um, death, the death involved in your, well, again, you get a lot of time to think. <laughs> Inevitably all goes to death. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I, I can't, I that's can't why you have to keep busy. Trev live. I'm a little worried about this guest. I like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't get a beat on Mark. If he's happy or depressed, it's like, it's, it's kind of throwing me for a loop. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anyone of... else like that at all. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the, the thing I was thinking I'm about, routinely Trump. depressed. <laughs> well, you're talking about uh, like building things in uh, and accomplishing tasks in video games. Um, I think I shared in Fallout like all the stuff I was building in Fallout 4. Yeah, I was actually going to say Fallout's a, a kind of a perfect example there. I just, like stopped playing the main game and it was like, I would play for like six hours until three or four in the morning and just like build things in one of those settlements. Um, it was very satisfying. And I mean, I like, I like building things like actually building things with my hands and, uh, doing, doing things around the house like that. Um, but obviously I'm not building a, um, like a settlement, a big settlement. You could, um, I bet they, I bet like it's legal in Maine to do that, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, while we're pre apocalypse, lumber is expensive. So. <laughs> That's true. Let's talk, let's talk lumber do. guy, the gang. <laughs> what's, the last, what's the last big lumber purchase you made? <laughs> Liv, you start. <laughs> uh, don't believe that I've ever purchased lumber. <laughs> don't believe I've ever been, a. Uh, given lumber in any capacity actually not even like it's a it's a fairly traditional housewarming gift as i'm to understand um the mm. traditional gift of lumber mm. <laughs> my landlord did leave wood on my back patio he did leave lumber back there that has unknown purpose um it's, it's him being nice <laughs> it's been there for almost a year now and i just i don't want to i don't want to uh ask about it again when um <laughs> When I lived in like the worst, the worst place I lived in uh, with Kristen, which was uh, this apartment nearby, actually nearby where we live now, but it was before we went to Chicago. Um, it was this tiny apartment. The ceilings were, I think, seven feet tall, which was like extremely claustrophobic. Um, it was just, it was really bad. Um, but the um, we one of the things that was weird about it was uh, our neighbor who was just, like, a very strange man. Uh, he would be outside a lot just, like, doing um, doing car repairs in his underwear, like, tidy whities um, It was very weird. Uh, and one of the things he did, uh, some friends of ours live next door, and one of the things they reported uh, at one point to us is that he um, he just went outside and uh, and grabbed a bunch of sticks from the backyard and, like, hauled them into his house and closed the door. And there was no explanation as to what he was up to. Uh, and I think, like, that that reminds me of the mysterious lumber in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, one time I did ask about the lumber. 
Um, and so my landlord said he would check in on it. He said it was like for building something. I don't know. Um, and then he wanted to check in on it at like eight thirty at night or nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, I don't want you to check on this uh, at nine o'clock at night. So then I was just like, actually, it's not a big deal. Sorry. And then never brought it back up. Actually, it's not a big deal. I love lumber. <laughs> I, I, I love this mystery lumber. <laughs> Don't take away my mystery lumber. I was gonna like, I'll give you a bad review on uh, Landlord Yelp if you take away my mystery lumber. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a good episode. This is a, this is maybe my favorite episode. That's what's really gonna cancel landlords is when they start taking away your lumber. <laughs> Landlords are okay in a lot of ways, and I have no problem with them unless they take away my lumber. I have a lot of problems with landlords. I'm just kidding. Um, my uh, one of my favorite professors in uh, in undergrad uh, got rich by being a landlord for a uh, he like bought an office park and he was a landlord for it and he was like, "This is what you should do by 35 is buy like an office park. You'll be rich." And I basically, I I took that information and uh, and forgot it instantly. Um, and didn't do it. But uh, he's on Twitter now, and he just like he's like a he's like a um, Krasenstein kind of kind of guy. Like he has like thirty thousand followers, and just uh, constantly retweets his syllabus from this uh, this course called like Wakanda in the University or something like that. It's uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't follow him. It was really depressing. <laughs> I don't know what part of that sentence I made the worst face for. Yeah, that kept but... getting worse. Was it? <laughs> yeah, poor Walter. Walter Grayson was, uh, he's a really, really nice man to me. But uh, I just like his, I don't know. He seems to have gotten real bad. I know he was planning on, I don't think he did, but I know he was planning on moving to Europe for a little while because he said it was, um, he, he's of color. He's a, I think he's, I, I don't know his actual race. So I'm just going to say he's of color because um, I, I, that seems like a bad thing to guess. But the, um, uh, he said that it was, um, was like uh what was the word he used like uh, i think he said immoral i think that was actually the word i don't want to i don't want to put a, that strong a word on him if that wasn't what he said but i believe it is um he said it was immoral to raise uh black children in uh, america without um like through through high school so he was going to move to europe for their schooling um mm. and I, I think europe just got a lot more racist and maybe that's why he didn't move maybe i'll have him on the podcast and ask I don't think Europe is newly racist, if I, I were got... to bet. Didn't it get more racist, though? Yeah, I mean, Europe's Europe's racism was like, you're not even the right kind of white, was, <laughs> was their racism like 100 years ago. So there's big arguments about who was the correct version of white. They're really particular. <laughs> that's, what, that's like when, uh, where, where like Italians uh, end up, going out pretty bad, right? Like, where, where it's like, they're not the right kind of white. But now they are. Yeah, but now they're Italians. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> really good. Um, that tickled me. Um, so I, I, I feel like I've kept you both for about an hour because it says about an hour on the old, uh, on the old, on the old ticker. On the um, syllabus. On the, on, the, on the syllabus, my <laughs> syllabus called Wakanda in the university. Um, uh, but I wanted to ask you one last question, um, and it will be two different questions. So, Mark, I'm going to ask you first, and then I'll ask Liv her question. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was the 
What's your first like gaming memory? This is something we like to ask guests on on um, oh, After boy. Dark, um, and I, I know I know Liv's already. I don't want to make her her say it again, but um, because it involves uh, meeting Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, him <laughs> adopting her, uh, <laughs> which is. Which is well, why mine pales in comparison. Oh yeah, that's, sorry. I really shouldn't have. I shouldn't have Ooh. said it. Why did I? Why did I say I wasn't and then did? That was weird. Um, that was anyway, foolish. Yeah, it really was. What a questionable emceeing. What a what really. a stupid thing I did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Mark, what's yours? Uh, um, my cousins got a Sega Genesis. So they, my uncle then gave me and my sister their Atari 2600. Cool. Which was the first system that we had. And I cannot remember the game that I used to play. I mean, I played Galaga constantly because Galaga. Um, Galaga rocks. Yeah, it was great even when I was like five or whatever. Um, But I can't remember, uh, there was this game where you're like in a helicopter Obviously side-scrolling, because it's an Atari 2600. Um, but you'd, like, shoot a little building, and then people would come out, you had to rescue all of them. And you just, like, go back and forth between the level until, you know, more and more stuff was shooting at you and trying to knock your helicopter out of the sky. And I cannot remember the name of it. It's probably, like, Chopper. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> and and that, 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 uh, that gave you a love of gaming for the rest of your life. I think so. Wow. Possibly. Amazing. Possibly that had to do with it. Um, but then I, it's, it's also possible that playing the Sega Genesis at my cousin's place after they got it probably did more for me than playing than Chopper? 2600. I like, yeah, I, like, Chopper. I like the version where Chopper was, uh, was the reason that you love video games. There's something well, really you know. nice about that. <laughs> so, so I'm going to... Oh, no, no, please. Ask. Do you consider yourself a gamer? Um... I mean, I am a person who plays games. You've written um, for a gaming magazine. I feel like you have. To I have. I edited for a gaming magazine. Um, but I'm also one of those people who's like, I don't think gamer needs to be a protected class. So, <laughs> oh boy. Mm, so I guess yeah. you're not uh, a gamer then. Wow. We uh, <laughs> stop the recording. I think I enjoy video games in a different way than you do. Marking it at one hour. We're going to need to take that out. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I have. I have most of the consoles that have come out during my life, and I have a whole lot of video games, and I play them quite a bit. Um, I think that probably makes you a gamer. Yeah. Probably so. Sorry to tell you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I don't bring it up. You've been outed as a gamer. <laughs> now you're going to get fired from your newsletter. I can't fire myself. No, wait, I could. You could! I'm the only one who can. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Mark. That is great. Uh, Liv, I have a question. I have a, I have a gaming question for you, actually. Uh, okay. And it's something that I've been wondering. Um, so I know that you do not typically... Uh, there, there are certain genres of games that you don't typically play, which is not... Uh, that's not the question. I, I also have genres of video games I don't generally play. Um, totally makes sense. But the, um, I was wondering... What is, and I, I had a couple of ways to ask this, and if you don't have an answer to this, I, I have another way of asking, but what is the most out of, like, out of genre game you've ever played that you've really enjoyed? 
Hmm. I don't really think I've played a game like Bayonetta before, so like that was pretty out of genre for me. But it's not mm. like a a massive genre um, in general. Like I don't think people, not that people don't play those kind of games, but it's not like the same as. Uh, maybe Apex Legends. Like okay. I, there's something about battle royales that is very unappealing to me. Um, just like from the concept but i i enjoyed apex legends okay um, yeah that's a good so. one that's actually the best battle royale i've played as well i, I like yeah. that much more than any others yeah like i don't really play those kind of shooting games in general like i hate having loadouts and like needing to know what like which different guns are good and that kind of thing that just doesn't really appeal to me um so that plus the fact that it was a battle royale was uh makes it yeah pretty different for me it's because you i mean the reason for that is because you your job in in real life is uh you are a gun expert right yeah so i just like don't like doing my job after hours no i mean i get it um you know you you have i mean classically speaking you have you've advised many people on you're actually shigeru not shigeru miyamoto you are uh uh i don't know who you are i mean <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. I'm a professional sniper. I'm a hitman. <laughs> and I don't like doing that in my free time, too. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and thanks for telling me that the earth is round. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. That was helpful for me. Yeah, that's some inside baseball. That was that was um, that actually was really hurting my professional uh, contract contacts because people didn't want to talk to someone who thought the earth was flat. Mm-mm. And I thought I was just telling truths. <laughs> well, um, Mark, thank you so much for being on. Liv, thank you so much for for being you and uh, and being my co-host. Uh, it is it is lovely to to do this again. I feel like uh, it has been too long since we've done After Dark, and it's certainly been too long since we've had Mark on the show. Uh, so remedying both at the same time was really great. Uh, any last thoughts? Anything you guys want to plug? Anything uh, you want to put me on the spot for? Uh, whatever. It's it's all it's all open to you right now. Hmm. I think that about co- <laughs> that covers it for me. Okay. Okay. I thought you were gonna say Wakanda. <laughs> I was gonna say, do I have a syllabus for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you were gonna put a philosophy in a video game, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, it's not a good question. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. It's a question every Japanese RPG asks itself um, in the development room. That's true. <laughs> I would probably put, um, I, I mean, the, the obvious answer would be Hegelianism, but Josh has already done that, um, so it seems kind of silly, uh, especially since we talked to him at the live show about literally that. And I think someone Josh have, here, being friend of the show, Josh Sawyer, who we were on first name basis with. Yeah, uh, certainly. I mean... I knew who you meant. <laughs> See? <laughs> I really did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I think I'd probably use... Uh, uh, sort of like Kantian um, world building and there would be like uh, there would be a Numenon that you couldn't see but existed and uh, and determined the the entirety of the world okay that's, don't like that that's one? an okay one you don't like that I don't know <laughs> if you, you were <laughs> if you were a JRPG protagonist how would you kill God um <laughs> ooh, that's a really good question with um, friendship no I would fight him with a big sword <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's how you could I have see done that, that with your friends, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also with friendship. Come on, Dad. Uh, well, no, I mean, uh, no, I, 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 I pursue the uh, the SMT model where all of my friends are uh, tiny demons that are beholden to me. Um, so I don't know if I'd really call them friends. Also known as living with cats. Oh, boy, Roland and Daisy are helping you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you both? Are you both cat people? Are you? Are you firmly not dog people? Very much. Uh, dogs are like having a child. So if I was going to have one, I would just go ahead and have a child. <laughs> just like it's pretty easy to have a child. You're right. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, the idea of having yeah. to like change my schedule around a dog just doesn't seem. Actually, great. let me say you are 100 percent correct in that, though. That like this is something that came up. Uh, when we had a dog and then when we had a kid. I, I And I, I say it very often because I feel like parents get really weird about this and, like, act as if, you know, oh, you couldn't possibly understand, like, a dog is not the same as my child. My child is special and, and different. Um, I, n- no, like, it, it's very similar. <laughs> um, it's extremely similar. Uh, obviously, there are higher stakes with a kid, but uh, outside of the stakes, it's basically, you, you <laughs> nailed it. Like, it's it's... You have to change your you have to change your routine for something else, and it's yeah, like, like you, you don't have your independence anymore. Like I can go away for a weekend, and my cats don't care. I just leave food out for them, and they're fine. But you can't do that with a dog. They need. I I think it's the same reason why I wouldn't have a bird. They have such like needs. They need to be talked to and uh, have their ego soothed. And mm. I don't know. Jerks. Cats are fine. My cats would be fine without me. <laughs> I don't think so. I think both of, both of your cats, you, both Mark and your cats, uh, would not be okay without without the two of you. You're very important to so. them. <laughs> yeah, we have three cats and a second kid on the way and zero dogs. And um, that last number will definitely stay the same. That sounds ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't necessarily call over a relative to, like, watch the dogs if we want to go somewhere. No. Um can, you can you can justify that with a kid because then it's like, look, you get to be a grandparent. Don't be terrible at that. That's true. Parents do love that. Uh, we, we we lucked out, or my sister lucked out, actually, because when we got rid of, we didn't get rid of Ray, but when we had to rehome our dog Ray because uh, he could not handle being around Dilly <laughs> um, at all, uh, he ended up living briefly, I guess not briefly, I guess it was a year, but he kind of switched between my mom and my dad's house Um and just kind of lived with them a little bit too, uh, so now everyone's super happy to see Ray, and it's basically like Caitlin's child, uh, my sister's child. I don't know if she'll actually have children or not. I'm not. I haven't asked her, but um, if she does, it will sort of be like a second child to most of the grandparents. <laughs> they love they love watching him, but that is a weird situation and a little bit Stockholm syndrome. So I think it's good that you are uh, holding up those boundaries. Thank All right. I'm also, just, I'm also just worried. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you, you're both so respectful that like, <laughs> whenever whenever there's a silence, you're clearly like both of you are clearly waiting. <laughs> it's so funny. You seem to be on a roll there talking about something. So I was just gonna see if there was anything else to it. Oh no, it was it was nonsense. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know that this the, you know that there's nothing behind the curtain in this podcast. Um, <laughs> You, you more than anyone. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you, Mark, for coming on. Uh, tell us again where people can get your newsletter. Oh, uh, patreon.com 
uh, slash Mark Normandon, and that is Mark with a C. Uh, Trev, you'll have that all. Uh, you'll have my name somewhere. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, and I'll include your at and stuff. Uh, the last name is uh, N-O-R-M-A-N-D-I-N. Uh, it's basically spelled how it sounds. Um, but who knows? Who knows how people hear things on the uh, radio? Incorrectly. Yes. I'll say yes. That. <laughs> um, Liv, is there anything that you're doing that you would like to plug? Uh, well, this weekend I'm going to Overwatch League. That's the Ooh, you're going only to see the exciting Hot-Laws? thing. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to see the Outlaws. I'm going to see them all. Actually, oh, not all. About a third of the league. <laughs> That's, that's far less than all <laughs> so I don't know if that's something to plug. Obviously, I have nothing to plug. But uh, anyone you want us to follow on online? Is there any? Is there any uh, good tea or? <laughs> is there any good tea? Let's see. <laughs> Would you like to spill some of it? Or let, let me consider the tea for a minute. Um, are you asking about players? If I was going to uh, rep a player, it would be Muma, who I believe is at Muma, M-U-M-A. That's okay. my favorite player. Great. Um, and I'm yeah. assuming because you're repping uh, Muma, um, they have no tea on them. Uh, no tea to be spilled. I, I'm i on the edge of being uncomfortable with the way you were <laughs> discussing the tea. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of Try like to... watching Coco the Gorilla use language. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of when uh, Andrew kept, Andrew was like uh, helping me through the beginning of Sekiro. Um, oh, Andrew! Andrew says hi. I, I mentioned that the other day on stream, and he was like, oh, "I haven't talked to Liv in a long time." So a- Andrew says hi. Um, but Andrew was helping me out on stream, and uh, and he was telling me he's like, "Okay, when 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 he's uh, when he's." Like uh, staggered like that, you want to eat on him and then really like absolutely you know crush him. And I, I was like, okay, so uh, and I was, I was doing it, and I was like, okay, so now I'm going to eat on him. And he's like, Trev, I need you to never say eat again. You, <laughs> you, you can't ever say that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think you guys probably have the same opinion about uh, what it's like when I use slang. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Oof. Sorry. Tea again. You can say John. That's your slang. What, what? Why is T not my slang? Because <laughs> it's not in your sociolect. You're faking. You're faking for clout. Why am I faking? All sorts of people I follow say T. Uh, that doesn't. Isn't that my sociolect? It doesn't. No. Are they also faking for clout? Yeah, that's so... what I mean. No. Mm-hmm. Why well, follow you? You're not faking for clout. <laughs> I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything for anything <laughs> my Twitter feed is purely stream of consciousness there's nothing going on there with intent <laughs> um, Justin uh, the last last thing I'll say and then I'm going to end the podcast before I get owned again um, <laughs> J- Justin Clue who I do a podcast with called The Dirty Inning um, uh, <laughs> commented under a tweet where uh I got I got sent an email that was from Nordstrom and it was like uh, today we're celebrating brands that help the earth. It was on Earth Day, and I uh, I, I included a picture of that and then also a picture of the uh, the angry orange, uh, but it was him looking like un- unhappy and it said oh oh really on God, um, and uh, Justin just commented and said I don't understand what this account is about anymore. Um, my, my response was, I didn't really understand. I didn't really know that there, it was about anything, but, uh, apparently I'm in the same boat as you now live. 
Yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> Except I can't share an a, a, a socialite with you, so it feels a little unwelcome, but that's okay. Um, I accept it. I'm going to learn to live with it. You can appreciate my culture. You just can't take my culture. I think I've been pretty clear that your culture is not a costume and been nice about it. That's but, true. My, um, my uh, culture is not cosplay. <laughs> my culture is not cosplay. My culture, <laughs> cosplay, is not cosplay. <laughs> my culture is not a booth, babe. <laughs> All right. This episode is over. <laughs>